to the lightning round. having some fun uh, I found this song <laughs> I sang it for you in episode 56 but in episode 57 which is the jackassery show <laughs> I decided just to play it <laughs> so John Durham finally has produced something of substance namely <laughs> that Hillary Clinton and her team of sycophant lackeys are worse than we thought they were now I am under no illusions that this woman because there's only two genders people this woman will never see the inside of a jail cell. But, given all of the mounting evidence for her rather egregious acts in an attempt to become president, her political career is dead. I'm going to take that as a small victory. She will never hold a public office again. She can go back to her walks with nature and her case of Chardonnay and leave the rest of us alone. No sooner did John Durham file the report as <laughs> Killary's lawyers tried to have parts of it stricken from the filing. <laughs> oh, brother. <coughs> oh, man, I, I would love to see her in an orange jumpsuit that has DOJ emblazoned on the back. But I, I don't think I'll ever see that. Um, you know, maybe if the pressure's too much, maybe she'll Epstein herself. That'd be nice, but, you know, I, I was thinking, um, and I wish I could remember the name of those little creatures. Okay, so, <laughs> this, this is going to sound so weird, but, <laughs> uh, you know what, we'll come back to that one. I, I, <laughs> I just had this weird thought, but anyway, uh, 
So, old Killary got caught with her hand in the cookie jar again. And basically what John Durham found was that Donald Trump was right the entire time. He has been right about every single thing that he said transpired during the run-up to the election and during his presidency when it came to the deep state, when it came to the Clinton campaign, when it came to basically a cabal of sorts. Uh, and predictably, the left, mainstream media, all of them are not even reporting that John Durham made this filing. Which is, you know, telling because for basically four years plus, all we heard was Russia, 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 Trump's a puppet for Putin. Even, I mean, you're seeing clips all over the place if you've got, you know, social media apps, you see these cutaways and, and videos of Trump being interviewed by Leslie Stahl from 60 Minutes. And he's saying, look, I got, I've been spied on. And she's like, there's no proof of that. And he's like, go read the papers. It's right there. And she's like, there's no proof of that. We This is 60 Minutes, sir. We cannot put anything on TV that is not verified. <laughs> oh, really? Oh, that's not a good look for you, Leslie. Not a good look. But what Trump said was true in that the Clinton campaign used computer scientists who were doing some preliminary work for a federal contract at Georgia Tech. They basically planted evidence to create a fictitious link between the Trump campaign and presidency to Russia, Moscow, and Putin. And John Durham did a forensic analysis of the servers and discovered Trump wasn't lying. That's a big-ass problem because... If a thwarted candidate who lost so magnificently in 2016 still has the reach to commit illegal acts beyond smashing her own servers and using bleach bit and smashing her own phones, which is, that's destruction of evidence. Why is she not in jail already? There's, there's only one person on this planet that I despise more than that stumbling idiot in the White House now, and that's Hillary Clinton. A close second. Well, let's, if, I, if I had to rank them, it would be Hillary. Mm, I'm going to go with uh, Barry Obama and his wife. Followed by uh, Bumbling, Stumbling, Numbnut, and his wife, Jill. 
the the one two three boom 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 <sighs> just really dislike them they they those three sets those three couples clintons obamers and bidens have done more harm to this country in the time that they've been in public office than trump ever would have conceived of oh trump for all things that trump did he told the truth. You may not have liked the truth. You may not have liked how he presented the truth. He can be crass. I get it. But when did we become so thin-skinned that we can't see the forest to save the trees? You know, it boggles the mind. It really does. And the things that Durham put in his court filing shine a big old fat spotlight right on all of these government agencies because it proves that they're political and they can be weaponized. To go after a populist president that the other party didn't like. It, it, it proves that government can't be trusted to protect our data because these little computer scientists were out there mucking around in the data because they had access to servers through a federal contract. You know, in Ohio, there were a number of people um, that either through, you know, contests like American Idol or you remember Joe the Plumber? Joe the Plumber's from Ohio. And guess what happened? You had people in the state, state employees, went in and started digging up dirt on Joe the Plumber because they didn't like what he had to say to Barry Obama. Remember that? This is the same thing, but on a much bigger scale. Now they're in federal databases. Sure, I trust them. Not. There were other incidents just in Ohio where you had candidates that were on, uh, uh, contestants that were on American Idol. They were from Ohio. Guess what? They had all of their data sifted through. And then people started posting stuff online about the contestants. Every single one of those people lost their jobs. Can't fire a killery because she doesn't have a job. But you can damn sure lock her up. And all of her little sycophants. This also proves that White House communications are not secure because these computer scientists were able to get into the servers at Trump Tower, in his penthouse, and the White House. What the hell? I'm from the government and I'm here to help. Bullshit, get off my property. Get the frick away from me, man. You guys suck. You can't handle anything. But, you know, you go back to the current administration occupying the White House through fraudulent means. 
it, it's clear they've got a conflict of interest and they can't be trusted. The guy who went on TV, what's his name? Um, Sullivan. He, Jake Sullivan. He went on TV and was one of the first people, if not the first person, to start spouting this Trump-Putin connection and he's got a bat phone and Trump Tower and all of this shit. Remember that? And he was very somber, very serious. Oh, and you know, trusted sources have said to me that. Trusted sources? They were your computer scientists that were planting evidence. They need to haul that little bastard out of whatever freaking building he's in and chuck him in the cell next to Killary. She won't have to go far to Epstein his ass. He'll be right next door. She can just reach through the bars. Here, let me tie this necktie for you. Here, hey, you want to play dress up? Here, give me your bed sheet. Let's play dress up. That's how that's going to go. It, 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 oh man, oh man. The intelligence agencies have been weaponized. Uh, the mainstream media outlets are burying the story. There is a two tier justice system if that woman does not get uh, indicted. Why should I follow the law if all of her shit and she walks? Why? Should I ever care about any law put into effect at the federal level? Why should I care? Well, that doesn't apply to me. I'm invoking the Clinton purview. I'm invoking the Clinton law. But, well, you don't think that'll work in a court of law? It's a good shot. I don't think it'll work, but, you know... It's a two-tiered deal, man. And the funny thing is, we all knew they were lying. They were on TV constantly drumming up this crap. We all knew they were lying. How did we know they were lying? Because every single mainstream media outlet was regurgitating it ad nauseum for years. When the mainstream media does that and uses repetition, they're in the bag. They're in the pocket of these, of the DNC. Everybody knew they were lying and now Durham has put it on paper that they were lying. And because they got caught lying and the Mainstream media was complicit in the lying. They're not reporting on it. If that's not just a crock of shit, man. <laughs> it just goes to prove that security clearances mean nothing. Because most of these people either didn't have it or they got revoked. And yet they're still able to get into all of this information on federal servers. And get information off of the servers in order to leak it. The DOJ is compromised. 
All of these intelligence agencies are compromised. Mainstream media is complicit in all of it because they like being fed raw intel so that they can uh, whip up the frenzy and start shaping and molding the agenda on what all of the other agencies or, or, or what all of the other outlets are going to talk about. Don't believe me? You can line up every single one of these mainstream media outlets, CNN, ABC, NBC, CBS, uh, MSNBC, all of them. Line them all up. And you could literally listen to the same story in stereo because they're all chanting the same shit. 26% believability rate. That is what the mainstream media in America has. 26% believe what they say. Because of shit like this. This is ridiculous. We're going to take a break. I found some funny clips. Speaking of repetition, that's what just reminded me of that. So I'm going to play some funny clips after the commercial break. <laughs> you're going to like it, I swear. So if you're not watching the video, it's not going to make much sense. But you'll get to hear all the words if you're on the audio only. All right, be right back. And now we pause for some shameless self-promotion. If you like post-apocalyptic, dystopian, and preparedness fiction as much as I like writing it, or you just like the show and are curious as to how creative and fertile my mind can be, then pick up a copy of my five-part fictional series today. In a nutshell, over the course of When Rome Stumbles, Hannibal is at the gates, by the dawn's early light, colder weather, and a time for reckoning, I crash the big ag and financial industries, unleash some jihadists and the EMP, then spent 20 years trying to evade a socialist dictator. You can get all five parts in electronic format from my overlords on Amazon for 20 bucks. Paperback pricing is set to Amazon minimums based on page count, so I can't help you there. But for the bibliophiles out there, each part of the series averages about 15 bucks. But what if you don't have time to sit and read? Fear not. I've got you covered too. Parts 1 through 4 are currently available in audio format, and Part 5 will be in audio format by summer 2022. <laughs> if, if the narrator doesn't quit before then. Audio pricing is set to Amazon minimums based on recorded finished product length. But I have freebie codes for the audio versions. So, shoot me an email at djkpublishinghouse at gmail.com to get your freebie codes. Don't wait. Go get a copy of each part of this exciting and action-packed series today. You will not be disappointed. And now, back to the show. Country's in revolt. Do you know about this? Show this video. We have one of the biggest revolutions happening. Right now there's 50,000 truckers and about 1.4 million people headed to the parliament in Ottawa and they're going to stay there 
until Trudeau resigns or they give us back all of our freedoms and rights. Every overpass is packed with Canadians. Look at this right here. for February 11th, 2022, converting one liberal at a time with the truth, even when it hurts. Justin Castro Trudeau has bravely warned the truck convoy protesters from his doomsday bunker that a crackdown is coming after a late-night meeting of his cabinet lackeys. As always, evil works in the dark. Well, Fidel Trudeau, we have news for you. You will finally unleash hell upon your own head and that of your government if you follow through. Go ahead. We'll see who's right. The leader of the New Democratic Party in Canada, Jagmeet Singh, has also criticized Trudeau for being too lenient and favors violently crushing the protests he calls violent insurrections as the good communist that he is. I don't know how Mr. Singh, who appears to be of the Indian Sikh faith, reconciles his call to crush fellow citizens with Sikhism's belief in striving for justice for the benefit and prosperity of all. Naturally, the enemy within the U.S. government, old man Biden, is encouraging the Canadian government to sign its death warrant by attacking its own people. Biden and his disadministration are a threat to national security. This is reason enough to remove the incumbents under an emergency action by Congress or the states. From the language follies file comes the story of the death of Roseanne Boyland at the January 6th petition rally. The Capitol Police investigators have ruled that her death by police beating after she was unconscious was, quote, objectively reasonable, unquote. The evil of this statement is astounding. Beware when fascists and Bolsheviks use too many adjectives. It's obviously an admission of wrongdoing, but not willing to take responsibility and face the consequences. To know that an action is wrong and still do it is the very definition of evil. The golden rule to our domestic enemies and the government is like holy water to a vampire. 
Finally, the commander in name only has rejected an army report that confirms we were not prepared for the disorderly surrender and withdrawal from Afghanistan, claiming that's not what he was told. So much for the buck stops in the Oval Office. How the military continues to obey orders from this ghost who keeps throwing them under the bus is beyond the grasp of rational thought. We declare the Democratic Party a threat to the Republic and demand the end of the Biden junta, the Speaker of the House, and Chuck the Bagman Schumer for conspiracy to destroy the law of the land and just plain old incompetence. All right, and we're back. Um, so <laughs> the thing that was making me chuckle uh, in the in the previous, uh, the first part of the show was uh, I had a thought. <laughs> I don't know why, um, but... <laughs> If you've seen the movie Eternals, you're going to get this reference. So, for the plot, if you will, um, there are these entities called Celestials. And there is a head Celestial, and he's been planting these little seeds in the cores of other planets to generate more celestials. And these celestials help control the, the universe. And <laughs> sure enough, they've planted a seed for a celestial on planet Earth. And the, the, the head celestial, Arisham, Ar, 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 Arisham? I don't know. Uh, he puts these little caretakers on the planet wherever he's planted a seed for a celestial. They're called Eternals. And when the celestial is born, by destroying the planet and killing everybody on it, the Eternals get to go back to Arashim's ship or planet or something and have their memories wiped. <laughs> and then he'll put them on another planet. But the, the Eternals keep waking up and remembering things from other assignments on other planets eons ago. And a plot point during that movie was that the Thanos snap or the Thanos blip where, every, where half of the, the population disappeared on every planet for five years. And then the Avengers went back in time and recollected all of the Infinity Stones so that they could snap their fingers and bring everybody back. And the reason why the Celestial in planet Earth didn't come out on time or any of the other Celestials were not, uh, did not emerge on time is because of the Thanos blip. Because the Eternals were helping build the populations of the planets because that's what the Celestials feed off of. I don't know how, I don't know why, I didn't create this kind of shit, okay? But if you take that synopsis and you put it into the world of politics, the progressives... And their New World Order, which is all stemming from uh, the direction that the World Economic Forum points them in, in conjunction with the International Monetary Fund, and, and to a lesser degree, 
the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation. If you want to know where where policy is headed, follow those three things: the Gates Foundation, the uh, the International Monetary Fund, and uh, the World Economic Forum. Pay close attention to those three entities, and they'll tell you where they're planning on taking uh, the planet. Because these are all the kingmakers. The, the World Economic Forum is, is a meeting in Davos where all of the world's billionaires get together. Okay? And how does it, what does this have to do with politics and the Eternals Marvel movie? I'll tell you. Trump was the Thanos blip. Think about it, okay? So everything's going swimmingly with Barack and all of his apology tour and he got a Nobel Peace Prize for doing nothing, for simply being elected and being black. He got a Nobel Peace Prize for that, okay? For eight years, the world was just humming along right down the path set by these little, these billionaire kingmakers in the World Economic Forum with input from Bill and Melinda Gates and the International Monetary Fund. They're all moving along and then, oh, shit, what just happened? The person that we tapped to continue us down this path in the United States did not win the election. And that would be Hillary Clinton. She is neck deep in these kingmakers, which explains why she's not in jail. For the love of all things holy, why is she not in jail? That's why. She is a part of the kingmakers, and she likely has dirt on most of them. It's the only way she can't be in jail. She has got dirt. Dirt! And Epstein had dirt on her. Who won that fight? Epstein had dirt on her husband for being a rapist and a child molester. He got disappeared quickly in jail with cameras on. How, how, how does that happen? Okay? I'm not, and I said in episode 56, I'm not a big conspiracy theorist, but... If you start looking at these things and asking questions, you start wondering, what the hell, dude? That's crazy. Trump was the Thanos blip that derailed the New World Order and their plans to get us all into socialism. They want to control everything, and they're trying to hide all the red pills. It's only blue pills for you, and they're not Viagra. They're not happy pills. They're Valium. They're some sort of other drug to keep everybody toiling away in the mines so they can keep on doing what they want to do, which is rule. Rule the planet, rule the country. So they got rid of Trump. Okay, we're back on track. We got our, our incoherent grandpa in there now. I can imagine what Putin is thinking when he gets a phone call from that dipshit. 
you better not invade Ukraine because, you know, there's going to be consequences. And, and you know, I'm, I slept Jill with a wet pickle and then I slept with my dog. And some of the shit that comes out of that dude's mouth, you don't even... Where, he, I don't think that dude knows where he is, man. If anybody needed the 25th Amendment to be invoked, it's that dude. Now... They're starting to uh, uh, make some comments on the Hill. It's starting to show up on the record that uh, they want old old grandpa up there to take a cognitive test. <sighs> he is going to fail the shit out of that. Oh, good Lord. So, I just, the Canadian truckers. Okay, let's talk about them. So, I did look it up. It's a prime minister. Canada has a prime minister. <laughs> Justin Trudeau. He's part of the New World Order. And they gave him some marching orders. They said, get those truckers in line. Get your country back in line. And so he invoked the Emergencies Act. But the funny thing is, this is how... Uh, Naive, inexperienced, um, I don't know. I, 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 I can't find the right word for that. But um, you can tell that he's lived in a different world than the blue-collar workers. Because I don't think it ever occurred to him that the truckers have family members that are cops, that are Mounties, that are in the army. And you're going to invoke the Emergencies Act to get them out of Ottawa using your own army against your own people. Fortunately, Canada has a parliament, much like the United Kingdom. So he has to go in and talk to all the other <laughs> members of parliament. And they are brutal. Oh my goodness. There is, they are slaughtering that dude. Every time he comes in there and he says something stupid and elitist, they just rain down fire on that guy because it's how their government works. I love it. We should have something like that in the United States, man. He goes up there to give the State of the Union. One guy. One guy in recent memory that I can think of did something, and it was for Barry Bummer. He went up there and he said something, and one of the members of Congress screamed out, Liar! <laughs> I loved it. I loved it. And then... The RNC and or other handlers somewhere in there made him come out and apologize. But I loved it. I did. I really did. But, oh, man. So uh, the, <laughs> the police chief in Ottawa quit. <laughs> and then no sooner did he quit. I don't remember the exact sequence. The Emergencies Act was uh, initiated and then he quit or something to that effect. 
I don't think he was going along with uh, Trudeau, and he said, screw you, man, I'm not doing that, I quit. I, I would not be surprised if that's what happened. But uh, somehow they managed to clear the bridge um, connecting Canada and the United States up there in Detroit. I don't, it didn't see any fracas. There was no uh, fight or violent act or anything like that. I, I think that the truckers um, got their point across. And I think they acquiesced. Because I didn't see anything. It just one day it was like, okay, the bridge is cleared. <laughs> How'd you do that? Not one single report or video showing how and when those trucks were, were removed from the bridge. I have not seen a single news report about it. So that makes me think the truckers left willingly. Um, there were a lot of people in Canada that were, you know, it was a hard sell for them because they work at the automobile plants on the other side of the border. They work at Ford and GM. And, uh, so it was disproportionately affecting Canadian citizens. Um, and I think that that is likely why the truckers no longer occupy the bridge. But, man, oh, man, the things that have come up during this guy's presidency, it just, you just look at that and you go, when are you people going to learn? We do not like being ruled. And the funny thing, so you have the trucker convoy occupying Ottawa, pissing off the prime minister, not listening uh, to his edicts to disperse and, you know, more people showing up, you know, he invokes the emergencies act. And, and the funny thing about the Canadian constitution is that the whole first section of the Canadian constitution is written basically to enshrine the state. The whole first section of the Canadian constitution is the state telling the people that Everything that we're about to say and do that is in writing in this document, we can take away. That's what the whole first section says. That is not what is in the U.S. Constitution. The government cannot take away our rights. But some people have willingly handed them over. And then the Canadian truckers showed the world what a peaceful protest looked like. There's been no robberies and rapes and murders. There's been no firebombing of businesses. They've cleaned streets and sidewalks and statues. They've helped people in need. They've actually done a better job of enforcing the law in Ottawa than the police have. Because crime is down 90% in Ottawa since the first trucker arrived. Statistics don't lie. The only thing lying about statistics is the person who's manipulating them to their own benefit, to fit their own agenda, to make sure it fits into the box that they have now crafted, which is 
their conclusion. That is when statistics lie, when they are manipulated. But when you see crime statistics for the capital of Ottawa, every single metric is down and crime overall is down 90%. What does that tell you? That the people in the trucks are terrorists? Or perhaps, Justin, the people in the trucks are law-abiding Canadians who don't like being messed with and have had enough of you and your draconian policies. The minute he enacted the Emergencies Act, he became a dictator. Here's the side effect to that. The people in the United States saw it. They saw the impact of the truckers. They saw the impact all over the country, all over the world. Here's some clips. Streets of Paris today clogged not with rush hour traffic, but a so-called freedom convoy. French police resorted to pulling some out of their vehicles, Liberté! whilst others were towed away and tear gas canisters were fired. Despite over 7,000 officers deploying, some managed to make it to the Arc de Triomphe. 54 people were arrested. But the protest could have been much bigger had it not been for police intercepting hundreds of vehicles heading for the capital. Meanwhile, in the Netherlands, another convoy of vehicles brought the Hague city centre to a standstill. And in Zurich, police used pepper spray, water cannons and rubber bullets to disperse the crowds. And in Canada, where the movement started, police have begun clearing a bridge blockade on a vital trade link from Ontario to the United States. Despite the country's Prime Minister, Justin Trudeau, telling the protesters they've been heard and can return home, many are sticking it out. Okay? People are rioting and protesting all over the world. There's a new one in New Zealand. All stemming from the Canadian truckers. The side effect in the United States has been profound. With rumors swirling that the United States truckers are going to use the Canadian example and are beginning a protest convoy in California going to D.C., Suddenly, all of these Democrat states are lifting their mandates for masking, for passports, all of it, schools. There was a school in uh, Nevada or New Mexico, I can't remember which, I think it was Las Vegas, so Nevada, um, where the teacher announced Starting tomorrow, you do not have to wear a mask. And the children cheered. They jumped up out of their chairs, cheering. They have no legs to stand on when they broadcast the Super Bowl to 112 million people and nobody in that stadium was wearing a mask and the game was played in California in Los Angeles. They took 
all of that into account and said, okay, um, we don't want the truckers protesting in our state capital. We're lifting the mandates. But then, I swear to you, you had children getting up and walking out of school in protest because of the mask mandates. They just literally just walked out, okay? Good for them. Peaceful protest, show that you're, uh, you're, be an activist. Be, you know, if you're gonna be an activist, fine. Stand on that street corner and, and preach your message. I don't have to agree with you. Nobody does. But then you have a college in Nevada. I think it's Nevada. Where's that article? I thought I had it. Anyway. <clears throat> they got up and walked out of class because they want the mask mandate back. Two years of this bullshit next month. I will be home, working from home, for two years on March 16th. My wife thinks I need play dates and to be more social. <laughs> but I, I, I take care of myself. I'm okay, baby. It'll be fine. You know, she wants me to go back to the office. I, I think she wants me to go back to the office so that when she has days off, like uh, this week is President's Weekend, I think, President's Day Weekend, so she has Friday and Monday off, and, you know, I'm, I'm working Friday. And I think it really pisses her off that I'm home and she doesn't get alone time. She doesn't get her time. Oh, well. I'll wear my headphones and try and be quiet. Pretend I'm, pretend I'm not here. <laughs> All right, folks. That's the show. Mask mandates are being lifted in mass. Uh, trucker convoys being contemplated in the United States, presumably to begin March 8th. The Canadians are inspiring uh, protests throughout the world. And Hillary Clinton got her hand caught in the cookie jar again. That's just the stuff that I could fit into the show. There was so much more crap that happened. But I'm going to try and limit this show uh, time-wise to make it uh, downloadable. Um, I, I don't think I'm going to do a bonus episode this week, even though I could and I should, because there's plenty of it. You know, I said I was going to talk about the Imprimus article, um, inflation in the United States, and kind of break that down and understand how that works. Here's the Cliff Notes version for inflation. To stop inflation, uh, two things have to happen. The government has to stop spending money, and the government has to stop printing money. When those two things happen, inflation comes back down. You can't rate hike your way out of inflation while still spending at the rate that this government is spending. That's my two cents. That's my take. All right, guys. Be good. Stay safe. Stay warm. Keep your head on a swivel. Be good. I'm out. Happy Hunger Games. And... May the odds be ever in your favor. Mm -hmm.